Computer, this is Data. I'm an android. I'm a... basketball? I was processing all of the information. Processing. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Rangers pick basketball? Analytics was crap. Does not compute. Just because you got good stats doesn't mean you're a good team. Hello and welcome back to the Lakers Exceptionalism Podcast. My name is Tom Z, joined as always by Tim, a.k.a. Cranger Smith Basketball. And Sam, after this week of Lakers basketball, you know, we might have to rename this podcast the These Fucking Assholes Podcast because this team, <laughs> god damn it, this team. This team I is going to... Dude, I'm good. I, I think I have an ulcer. Like, I might have some kind of internal bleeding or cyst or some kind of... Tim, save me here. Have you been betting Lakers? Is this what this is? No, no. So I was talking to you before you hopped on here. How's this for everybody, right? So the Lakers, per cleaning the glass, I'm not sure which book they're using, but you go into the game log section and uh, yeah, the Lakers are like 0 for what, eight games they've played now? They're 0 for 8 against the spread. So bet against the Lakers, everybody. Don't do that. I mean, you'll probably lose money and they'll lose and not cover or whatever it's this has been a frustrating week of lakers basketball tim from the Cavs game to both rockets game to be frankly uh like that first one was you know okay but it was disgusting to watch still um they let him back in a little bit at the end i don't know man save me here yeah i mean when you get to play the the houston rockets sponsored by impotence it like it's hard to lose (laughs) and in that first game they turned the ball like the lakers forced some turnovers but houston just like couldn't dribble it was like 30 turnovers nobody um yeah it was it was rough in the second game they got it together a little bit more so credit to them but in that first game like they barely ran like anything it was just like we're gonna go play iso ball but not with a roster you can do that with so i i'm happy the team is winning we are happy the team is winning and it's just like you know get through this stretch where there are injuries and you're still figuring stuff out and you want to grow and grow and grow just get the w's but it has not looked good this is not a team that's clicking looking around the league a lot of teams aren't clicking and they have fewer moving parts and fewer newer pieces than the Lakers do. So it's a little bit encouraging. Or it makes you feel a little bit better about yourself. But a little bit this is zone. very much a work in progress. A little, little bit of spin zone, Tim. But it's okay. I, I, I mostly agree with you. What I was going to say was it does not feel like this team is 1-5 of 6. With their only loss being that terrible OKC comeback. Uh, mm-hmm. It does not feel like the team is 5-3. and three. <laughs> But I will give them the credit that... And I don't know if I'm saying that they're a good team in this net per se, but good teams do generally win ugly. Um, in a lot of these games, when they get close, it's a when you'd rather win the shitty game than lose the shitty game. I mean, you there, there's, you know what I mean. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't I don't think it's the end of the world. Like we when we had Harrison on, he was talking about how like even losing some of the shitty games yeah. for previous really good teams hasn't been you know, the worst thing. So I don't, I don't know. Still, still doing some research. Jonathan Isaac's, Isaac's been putting together some notes and doing his own personal research to send over to, you know, let me know if this matters or not. But, uh, wow. I, I, I don't Catching think, strays. I'm not too Jonathan <laughs> Isaac. Okay. Um, Tim. All right. Let's talk a little bit about that last game at the Rockets really quick. Um, oh boy. Uh, a lot of people make a lot of a lot of noise on Twitter about the defense and rightfully so. And Tim, we, you know, you do such a great job at explaining, you know, the different coverages, the, the catch hedge, the drops, the, you know, the different elements, icing the side uh, pick and rolls. But ultimately, and I'm not trying to be a reductionist here. Defense is about effort, right? Defense is so much about effort. When you see a guy come in like Alex Caruso or Austin Reeves come in and literally just try and the defense picks up directly thereafter. Uh, I do believe defensive energy is contagious and this team just doesn't have a lot of guys who are going to go out there and just throw it all on the line to make extra rotations. And there isn't that contagious, you know, I got yours, you got mine energy there yet. And yes, it's early, but it's, 
it's not going down the right path as far as the process to me. Seeing them put the effort in on that end of the ball, even against the Rockets team, where if they wanted to, they could have held them to 85 points two games in a row. Because this team is young. It, yeah, sure, they're athletic, but they cannot match up against the, the physicality of the Lakers, I think, if they were playing to their best ability on defense. And it's just it's just frustrating as a fan to watch. We can get into coverages. We can get into all that, what they're doing. But if the effort isn't there, Tim, it's it's when watching DeAndre Jordan, like, like kind of stunt at a guy. And like, that's my effort. This play, like, I'm just going to hang back by the rim. Like, go ahead and shoot that wide open three, bro. Yeah, DeAndre specifically is someone who, on most plays, and, and I noticed this more watching the film than watching it live, but watching live, it's it's fairly evident as well. He will give you one effort. He will, you know, play his drop coverage or defend in the post or whatever, and then if you pass out of that, he's an observer. And that's resulted in, like, if, you know, his guy passes it out and then they swing the ball back around, DeAndre's like, oh, shoot. Like, got to go play some defense right now um, and is out of position and isn't really exerting that effort. So that's really disappointing. He's not really crashing down to win at the boards. He's not boxing out all that much. He's not like you mentioned, like there were a couple plays where a guy on the perimeter is getting a shot and he just doesn't rotate. Like Lakers players are rotating around him, through him almost because he is not making some of those rotations. And this is something that. In the preseason, I was excited. Like Dwight was making some of the rotations. AD was doing it when he was at the five. And last season, we didn't see. We saw like Drummond and we saw Gasol. The dudes where a similar thing happened where you had to rotate around them. And it was four guys scrambling instead of five guys scrambling. And that hurts. That makes it hard to defend. And smarter teams that are running more organized actions, that move the ball better, that have more talent, are going to take advantage of that in a way that Houston Houston did, but even even then, Houston wasn't really like that. Is not a well-oiled machine. This is not a team you should be giving up this many points to. Um, I think I do partially disagree that like if the Lakers like if this were a different team, if this were a better team, and the Lakers were truly like you know we have to lock in this this game matters. It's I think it's more than just that. It, it I, I don't know that they can just flip a switch and be really really good defensively because they just have guys on this teams that th- this team that just aren't good on defense. There are specific things that they just in the past have not been good at. This season have not been good at, and in the future it's it, it yes it is a lack but of. But try, trying gives you a floor. But it's, trying gives it's you less a floor, like, and the floor is Houston. The Rockets don't score 120 points. Right, right. But it's more sometimes it's processing more than it is effort. It's not I know what I need to do, but I don't want to do it. It's more it's it's more like you're playing defense after like three vodka cranberries and, and you're like a second late to react to things. Or you know what? You're like, oh, shoot, I got to do something. But, you know, your vision's blurred and you go to the wrong offensive player because you can't tell who has the ball. Like those are some of the things where it's yes, it is the player. The defender isn't closing out or isn't rotating to where they need to be so I can get why that can be characterized as effort but for some of these guys it's just that they don't they're not reading the situation quick enough watch that watch that game again and tell me they tried on defense they tried they they tried for like they're running around and this was kind of what we've seen from this team a little bit in the past is like they're like fucking around in the beginning of last season like hey guys like how how little do we have to try this game to win like how how little like just turn it on like 10 minutes left in the fourth and overcome a 10 point deficit in, in in orlando and like no one will remember what we were down the whole game see when you have for 40 percent of their minutes in that most recent game for like almost 50% the game before they had either two or three of Deandre Jordan, Rajon Rondo, Malik Monk, Carmelo Anthony on the court together. (laughs) That's like two dudes in out of five that like we cannot rely on to do what they're supposed to do in a lot of occasions. And they'll have flashes where it's, it's looking right. And when some of these guys are poor, it doesn't mean that they're bad at everything. It's not like, okay, this guy doesn't rotate and isn't good on ball and doesn't box out. It's it's specific things. And when you have one of those guys or none of those guys out there together, it's easier to hide. When when you have two or three or four of them out there, it, it gets really difficult. And 
we've seen the team, and this is something I've been looking at, be smarter about trying to avoid those minutes. Towards the beginning of the year, first five games or so, we saw a lot of two of these guys out there together, sometimes three of them out there together. In the Cleveland game, the team made a very concerted effort to not play two or three. There were zero minutes where three of those guys were out there on the court together. There were only 9% of the minutes, only four minutes total in the game where two of those four guys were out there together. For 75, 76% of the minutes, it was one of those guys. And if you look at the rotation timeline, it's like, all right, Melo comes out, Monk goes in. Monk comes out. I don't think Rondo played that game, but uh, who's the DeAndre comes in. And they did a really good job of just keeping them separated because when they come together, it, it, bad things happen. And then in these two Houston games, what I thought was interesting was instead of taking that approach where it's just we're almost always going to have one of these guys out there, they opted for a different approach where they doubled – the amount of time that none of them were on the court together. And this is primarily with the starting lineup, getting getting Avery Bradley and, and Bazemore out there, um, along with AD, LeBron, and who is the fifth guy? Bazemore? I don't remember who the fifth guy is. Oh, Russ. Oh, Russ. Yeah. Russ. Um, so it, it, just getting that group some more run, it, you know, AD at the five is getting a lot of the attention with that group, but what really stands out to me with that group is it doesn't have any of these four guys in it. And that group and other groups that haven't had those guys in them have performed really well. The, the team's at a 92 defensive rating when they don't have any of those four players out there together. When you have one or more of them together, the defensive rating for the team's been 111. So that's just a drastic difference. And it, to me, comes down to, you know, this defense relies on rotating and doing what you're supposed to do. And whether it's effort or whether it's guys just not processing and, and not doing what they need to do, there are breaks in the chain that it only really takes, a, you know, a team that can drive and kick and drive and kick to beat. You don't have to run great sets to, to break down this defense. The other thing we saw this week, um, and and this is interesting after we released our pod about talking about AD at the five, you know, Frank Vogel listened to our last episode and was like, nah, fuck that. AD's starting at the five now. Let's go. Uh, and we're going to swap <laughs> out Avery Bradley in for DeAndre Jordan. Um, so far that lineup has played mm -hmm. 73 possessions and there are plus 1.4 in differential. They have 101.4 offensive rating and hundred even defensive rating, which seems like stats out of like, you know, 2006. Um, but that's what you're going to get from a lineup with like one and a half shooters. And I count like, you know, LeBron's like 0.75. He's had a, a tough week shooting. Like, what, Bazemore is like, what, well, I don't know. The, the, AD's like Bazemore, negative five Bazemore's right gonna hit now, open threes. so. Yeah, AD's not a good shooter. I don't trust Bradley all that much, but he's hitting his shots. Bron's a better shooter than we've <laughs> you know, than he's wait, shown Tim, us recently. With their effective I, field goal percentage, what do, what do you think they are as a unit? Like, give me a percentage. I'll, I'll just say 50%. Lower. Really? 45. <laughs> It's 43.9% effective field goal percentage for that unit. Ooh. So they're winning with their defense. At least that, you know, is not getting them in a six point hole starting the game with DeAndre Jordan. And then they transition to AD at the five minutes and try to dig out of it. That's a little bit better of a process mm -hmm. in my standpoint, even though we kind of talked about with some of these wings and guards hurt right now, starting AD, might you know ad at the five lineups haven't been the you know the kryptonite for the rest of the league the way we want them to be and the way they've been for the last couple of years so it's been working i mean Chris, we played cleveland and uh houston <laughs> tom these offenses that we're playing are so bad that i feel like <laughs> i need to make a donation to them like this is this is not you have to do better you, you have to do better than this group than just win the, the Lakers did not beat the that's spread. Fair. I mean, that's fair. And, and you know, it, they but have. I think they have found things. Like, I think there are little things that they're doing better. And over time, we should see it, it continue to translate. So I'm not saying it's not working and, you know, don't trust anything. And actually, everything's bad. But even with those smart changes, it's still I very mean, much a work in progress. You know, Malik Monk isn't going to go scoreless for four straight games or whatever he went, you know, simultaneously Carmelo Anthony is not going to shoot 55% from three. So when mm -hmm. Melo, you know, at game 29, when Melo maybe is a little bit banged up and misses a week, 
what's that going to look like? You know, Melo's are like our like a third most important player right now. Like I, I almost even put him over Russ at some t- some yeah. games. If Melo were to go down right now, no, I don't know what the rotation like, can't looks like. Just go no guard Jaron Jackson. Have not fun. Constructed. Yeah, yeah. This and this. Yeah, team construction. We talked a couple pods ago about like building for. I think I think we talked about this like building mm. for like resiliency or like not being fragile as a roster with like COVID and injuries and everything. This is this roster is not that like super super thin at specific positions and. We're seeing that come back to haunt them. And I mean, given it, you, you don't expect to go into the year with THT and Arisa not playing. But if Melo goes down, the Lakers are in trouble. But to your point, he's shooting above his head. He's not going to continue shooting this well, but he, he can shoot very well. Um, Melo's a legit three-point shooter, and he's going to get much better, sh- or he should get much better shot quality um, than he has in previous years. Although, if we look at the data so far, he's, you know, he's still firing up some really tough ones. Um, to his credit, he's hitting them. I don't expect it. It will not continue at the rate he's hitting him now, but it sh- still should be good three-point shooting. Um, Monk, man, outside of the games where LeBron wasn't playing and he was able to like do more, he hasn't. No. Not, he's not looked good. He's he's not good on he's the defensive involved. end and on offense. He's not. He doesn't have the ability to impact the game in a way where like it's kind of worth it. Like either he's hitting his threes and it's fine and it kind of makes up for the defense. Or if his threes aren't falling, he's not able to do but anything dude, he's, else to really he's, impact the game. And if he is, it's because you're taking the ball out of hands of he's guys. He's like that, not that even getting catch hands. and shoot open threes, though. Like I was watching that game the other day, and he was so absent on the offensive end that it's like you can't play this guy. Like he's so not involved and mm-hmm. not a factor in even like even if his guy is in in his shirt. Like yeah, sure, it gives the space for the rest of the guy. It's not working out like that. He's not positive enough, even just drawing a gravity away from a, for a LeBron or a Russ. He's not good enough on defense to sustain against even second unit bench guards. He can't. He's going to get backdoored over and over and over again. Yeah, he's I, I would be surprised. I don't know, a month from now, two months from now, if he's in the rotation assuming other guys get healthy. Now, he very well can be, and, and that's going to have to come down to him performing more and being able to do more on offense and just hitting hitting threes and you know f- being a smarter movement shooter in terms of like finding the open space, cutting when you should be cutting, back cut if they're overplaying you, like little just basketball IQ things to overcome what he's, what he's facing right now because it, it has not been a good stretch. And it's, I can't even say that like – Oh man, you know, if he was just playing with, you know, Kendrick Nunn or Wayne Ellington, like things would be way different. No, he's, you know, he's playing in second unit lineups a lot next to Russ and Reeves. Um, this one lineup here has has been pretty good uh, somehow. Uh, sorry, I got it here. Oh yeah, Russ, Monk, Reeves, Mello, AD. 23 possessions is not very much but you know plus 37.9 the line is going to get murdered defensively. i mean their defensive rating is a 70.8 they how have many minutes have they played tom <laughs> get out of here get I out of here i don't Tim, <laughs> i reject they i reject have this just like the, the rest of the lakers i am taking they, your points oh God, away don't get me started on that <laughs> they have 2000 lineup permutations right now which Mathematically seems impossible, but no, it's definitely possible. They have like uh, I'm five kidding. man groupings. Fucking nerd. Um, <laughs> yes, I can do math. Uh, it's just it's it, the the most they've played with a lineup is 104 possessions. The f- tenth most they've played is like 17. It's they don't have consistency hmm. yet, and I think that is fair. To give them more time. And I think I, I think I'm on that, especially with all these guys missing. But I'm I can't say that about Monk. Right. He's still fitting in around a lot of guys I think he'd be around. And he's not he's it's not there right now. Mm-hmm. On the lineup consistency, I'm cool with it. I would prefer they continue adjusting and adapting and finding what works rather than just like pick stuff and be super consistent and run the same lineups 
every day for several weeks. The, before the issue is that so I'm that I see that right now as a positive, but, but I understand is how that the clearly tell. bad lineups are not being excised out of out of the rotation mm. rotation. Yeah. How I'll ask you this once Dwight's healthy, which could be very soon. Do we continue seeing that starting group that we've been seeing no. with eighty at the five? No. Braun, Russ, Bradley, no. Baysmore, or, uh, Frank, okay. Frank said. I'm thinking the same thing. Frank I'm, said I, I don't he think intends this is... to go back big. Um, it, I, he didn't say mm. when or why. Uh, it sounds like since Dwight's been out, it makes more sense for them to kind of stagger AD and DJ um, because they're literally the only fives on the roster. Literally. There's like Carmelo cannot play five in any such circumstance. Um, I would rather have LeBron play five than Carmelo. And that's not probably happening, you know, without all these guards around. Um, so it's, yep. yeah, they don't, it's again, I feel like a lot of the struggles for this, this season of stem from a ton of team construction issues that we've, you know, they did better than I thought they would post Westbrook deal, but it's you know the dj pickup it's not great you know they could have i would love to have marcus all right about now um but you know that (laughs) that path was was paved over you know some time ago it seems like with other non-2021 22 season decisions so you know stuff's not all in a vacuum it's you know i don't know it's just Deep sigh. I got right. nothing right now. I, I think, and we'll have to do a pod on this at some point soon, where we could talk Dwight versus DJ, like head-to-head, how have they done so far? Because I think the best version of this team, long-term certainly and perhaps even shorter-term, is it might be do what you've been doing these past couple games but replace DeAndre with Dwight. DeAndre's only played yeah. 16 minutes a game the past two games with Dwight out, and AD's just played right. more five. So if... You replace those DeAndre Jordan minutes with Dwight Howard minutes. The defense will be better. The stuff I was talking about, about you know one, two, or three of, of those bad defenders playing together is immediately going to get much better because you're not playing mm. DeAndre Jordan minutes. Rondo's been out of the rotation recently. He's one of those four guys. So that's two of the four right there that are you know out, out of the, the equation. Melo's going to continue playing because he's shooting really well and you need him. And from a roster construction standpoint, he has to be out there. And then Monk is the other guy that... Once THT is back, or once Ariza is back, potentially it might impact him, um, or maybe even when Ellington's playing, or maybe we just see more Reeves minutes, there are paths for him to, to, to have his minutes phased down. So really quickly, this team defensively can get to a point where they're clicking well just by you know getting rid of some of those negatives. So I, I don't feel awful about that. What about Bradley? Yeah, see, I don't know. Because he's played yeah, well, right? But he Who knows? He, he, Who has any idea of what this man's role will be with when anyone comes back? Yeah. I have zero clue. He could be above all of them. Yeah, and, and he I'm could gonna, be. I'm gonna say something that like nobody's gonna be a big fan of this, but like his defense isn't as good as, as we think his defense is. Because like, but they need it. They don't have anything else there. Defense to people watching live is like eighty percent, seventy percent point of attack, and his non point of attack defense is not. Not great, but uh, I don't know. I, he's been okay. Defensively, he's been who, good. What and, point and of attack defender do they have right now? Exactly. Other exactly. than him. Yeah, like it's, it hasn't been fantastic, but it's like compared to what we've been seeing, I like it. And I'm in. I'm in. I just, it, I don't know. I don't think his three-point shooting is legit either. Uh, but if he continues to get super high shot quality, he should shoot an okay percentage. So I initially was thinking like he is another one of these, just like Rondo. They're in there because of injuries, and once the injuries are done, I don't think we're going to see much of them. They're an emergency option. But he may be playing himself into some more minutes. Now, what does that mean for THT? What does that mean for Austin Reeves? Like, these are – is Wayne Ellington just never going to get a shot? Like, we're going to have to see some of these minutes ebb and flow, I think, at a certain point just to give guys an opportunity. But Bradley's making a good case for himself so far. And he's not doing much offensively, and he shouldn't. He should be a catch-and-shoot corner three-point shooting guy. But defensively, has been has been mostly solid and in a way that this team team really needs. 
I mean, it's still not someone who defenses are going to respect as far as not like the gravity to help the other guys get mm-hmm. to the basket. Oh, for sure. He's not, he's still not helping there, like kind of regardless of what he shoots, but at least he's making more than, you know, seems like the first time he was on the team. Right. Um, From a gravity I think it standpoint, would be co- I, right. where, would, where would you have him? I'd have him below Bazemore. I'd yeah. have him. Oh, yeah. I mean, below ahead Monk, of, he's somewhere Reeves. like ahead of like, he's, he's below Reeves. He's probably like right ahead of Reza. Rondo. Or maybe a little bit below Ariza, hmm. and Ariza hasn't played yet. I feel like Reza has been pretty streaky in the last couple of years, so he's probably been, probably above. Yeah, and Ariza is actually in a similar camp in our data where he's underperforming on just really good shots, so he's putting up an okay percentage. So he and Bradley are in a similar kind of camp in that respect. But he's like you're saying he's gonna be if you had to help off of somebody that's not like Dwight DeAndre or, or I guess AD, he's he's a good option. I don't know. Where would you yeah. put him relative to Rondo for three-point shooting? As far as gravity? Yeah. Uh, I mean, raw three-point shooting, Rondo's better. Gravity, I feel like Bradley's probably better. Because yeah. Rondo, we've talked about Rondo is a 40% shooter the last few seasons, but it's the volume mm-hmm. that kills you. Um, and yeah, we haven't seen Rondo in the last couple of games, and I think that that's been a good thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, 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 well. Rajon Rob is not <laughs> playing because LeBron James is healthy, and, and we're not complaining about it. He's yeah. good. He's important for this team because when Braun is out, he matters. And what he brings to the table is important for this team. When Braun's playing, he is redundant, and there are already a bunch of other guards that bring more of what is in the job description for players I mean, playing next to LeBron James. So that's it's kind of it's kind of the story of Russell Westbrook too, my guy. Yeah. Bron's not playing, dude. He's been he's been he's been more efficient. He yeah. has well, Tim. Okay, every time that Russell Westbrook drives into the paint and throws the ball at no one in particular, I want to kill myself. <laughs> it's happened quite a few times. He's had a number of turnovers that. He, he drives and he's like, no oh, is. fuck, everyone's here. I'm just going to who's open, who's open, who's open. Oh, shit, I landed. And at the crux of playmaking, it's draw two defenders, find the open man. So he's doing that, but he's just like way too sped up and doesn't have a plan. And that's resulting in, in everyone, him throwing the ball away. As soon as he jumps, everyone just peels back to their man. Mm-hmm. That's a Yeah, that's a good observation. There are a lot like of he jumps almost a lot. turnovers. Yeah, he's jumping into a lot of his of what he's doing. And he's also a very forceful offensive player in a way that benefits him when he's trying to score at the rim, but leads to some reckless, you know, speed and acceleration from a pass out standpoint. It's it's really hard to be moving fast towards the rim into dudes in the air and make these these accurate pass outs in a way that aren't picked they're not picked off and they're like in a player's shooting pocket. So it's, it's just it's, it's it, the kind of positives that he can bring of playing with such speed and energy and and getting downhill, um, pushing the pace of the game. The Lakers are, you know, toward the top of the league in pace so far um, is all good. And this is the the you know, the the other side of the coin with a lot of that mm-hmm. is that he does things and just I'm just fucking doing things. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. Wow. And a lot of it works. Bitches. Dude, that play, yeah, he really, really, really is the Charlie Day of basketball players. Um, this one play, right, where he's like, he looks like he's going up and he like throws the ball down into Anthony Davis, like two feet away. Yeah. It was actually an awesome pass with an angle. And AD is amazing at catching some of these Russ passes. But it's just like, dude. Like, like again, like that. The reason this is working is because Anthony Davis is just built different, and like you're just doing some wild shit out there mm-hmm. that you have no idea. Like you did not draw this up. This is just very, you know. He's the jazz musician. Was like everyone played to my beat, to my rhythm. I'm gonna change time signatures every so and so bars. No one's gonna know. But if you're, you know, just play around me and kind of circle around my son. You know what I mean? He's getting dump offs, the step up screen, kind of north south screens and transition. I've looked a lot better. They're putting him in a better position. Yep. He's finishing at the rim. He's attacking the rim and not just settling for 15 foot jumpers. Yes. So it looks better. Yep. 
but it's always going to be chaos. Yeah, he's going to make bad decisions. He's going to play too fast. He's going to hit take and miss a lot of those mid-range jumpers. And we can't just point at the ones that do go in and be like, oh, well, this is why you do it. Like, we have to <laughs> look at the whole sample. Um, we're smarter than that. But he, I think, is also being put in better positions to succeed by the team, as you mentioned, just with changing the screening angles has made such a difference for him. And yeah. using him off ball in smart ways has been really important for them. And we've covered that, so I won't d- dig into that. But also, I think something I've noticed is in transition, if he doesn't have something, he's been smarter about pulling it out. Or if he is running a ball screen and penetrates, and even if it's one of those north-south switches, or one of those north-south uh, flat screens, he's attacking downhill, the big's dropping, and they're in position. Instead of shooting a, a mid-range jump shot or, or trying to force something at the rim that's not there, and, and you know, we, we want to credit aggression, but there's a difference between aggression and just just stubbornness and forcing things that aren't the right decision. He's been in this most recent game and in the game before it a few times smarter about keeping his dribble alive, retreating, drawing that dropping big with him and then letting AD post up and then dumping it into AD. So that, that to me, that one little behavior change of like, all right, I, in the moment I'm reading, I don't have an advantage here. Let's, you know, I'm not going to jump. I'm not going to make any last second split decision. I'm going to retreat and we're going to go attack the mismatch. That to me makes a big difference in, in his play. And I love it. It's, it's definitely looked better. Um, although his on off is still minus 15, but that's work in progress. Yeah. The, um, the on off small sample noisy remove Deandre Jordan, remove Roger Rondo, remove some of the other guys. It, it, it looks better if you take away some of the guys that won't be in the rotation. Yeah. Yeah, again, the Rondo Russ minutes were an abomination and it we didn't need, you know, forty-five possessions or whatever we got out of it. Yeah. Lakers are first in pace right now. Their average possession yeah, is thirteen right. point six nine seconds. They their pace off of missed field goals is second. Their pace off of made field goals is third. Like they're pushing no matter what. I was gonna say insane. Yes. Yep. And they're. I mean, um, like they were f- like missed free throws that they were just like getting dunks in transition out of, and, and like, yeah. off of made shots pushing really fast. So like that's been really encouraging. The efficiency of the team off of misses is seventh. The efficiency of the Lakers off of made field goals. So they're still going fast. Third third pace, but their efficiency is twentieth. So half court is where. This team, I think, has the pieces they need to do what they need to do, and I think they have the right plays. And I think for early fourth quarter of that most recent uh, Rockets game showed us exactly what this offense can look like when, from a play-calling standpoint, they're locked in. Um, the defensive real de- rebounding has gotten a little bit better, but it's still pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still something that's really concerning for – a team who, you know, I honestly, it's some of these lineups with like Mello at the four, you know, it's like the, the Russ, uh, Monk, Reeves, Mello, yep. DeAndre lineups are just cannot rebound outside of Russ, frankly. Yep. Mello is a good rebounding small forward as a power forward. He like, he'll get some of the volume, but he's not winning battles when there are battles. Reeves is an undersized three. He's, he's, you know, credit to him. He's out there battling. He's doing what he should be doing, but he, as of right now, and and unless he starts crashing down a little bit more and helping sandwich rebound and like help out Mello, how about Deandre? He's, he's just physically not like the most imposing guy as a three, as a two, he's in great shape. We need to, and and I feel confident that we'll be able to see him make some little tweaks as as they get into the film room and and you know recognize, hey, we are at a disadvantage when Melo and DeAndre are you know fighting down low. Just crack down yeah. on some of these bigs and, and help them out. And we've seen him be physical in other situations, so I think it translates really well into this sort of instance. So I I, I feel as though that's something that we'll see resolved in the near future. I, I'm a little more concerned long term. It's not just like, and I hear you with the scheme and the, you know, the focus on it. And of course, this team has size. This team has good rebounders. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just one or two. It's it's multiple from the guard position, from the center position. Um, but if, God, if we're going to need LeBron to get 12 rebounds a night, it's concerning um especially when you have two traditional centers on the roster when you feel like that's what 
Like, what do you do here, DeAndre? You're not getting rebounds. What? What is it? What would you say you do here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, yep. It's it's been a challenge. He should be able to be doing more than this. It's it's really disappointing. And and we didn't have our hopes the highest going into the situation, but like, I don't know. I'm not gonna get too upset about it because he really should this should be like an emergency big for this team. And I think that's what he is. It's just that we haven't been able to see him play that role because of injuries. But once Ariza's is back, more idea at center, less DeAndre. And and I think he'll be more refreshed and he'll be just, you know, spotting Dwight when Dwight needs to be out due to foul trouble or injury or something. So I, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with the, the DeAndre situation. I just, I don't know. It, it hasn't been great, but I don't feel too badly about how he individually has played just because it's, it's more than he should be asked to do on this team. I don't want DeAndre on this team in any way, shape, role, or form. Tam, if there's a biopic, I, I don't. He, he's going to be the one to get cut. Or a wing. Maybe not a wing. There's an open, there's, isn't there an open roster spot still? Um, no. Or did Bradley, Bradley fill it. it? Yeah, Bradley took it. We, we do have two two-way bigs that haven't been active for like any of these games, even though the Lakers have had injuries. So that to me yeah, is give not me some a Shondi Brown over DeAndre. Shondi like, Brown again, can't chaos. He's not even on a two way. Shondi Brown's got to go play with the, the baby Lakers. Sign him. Let's go. <laughs> I'd rather. I'd rather watch like, like, like DeAndre Jordan is uh, like evil chaos, and Shondi Brown is like neutral chaos. Okay. You know. You know what I'm talking about? That I'm, chart. I'm picturing it in my mind right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. I hate it. Tim, I think I might hate this team. Oh. I hate this. This is terrible. It's not that bad. It's it's yes, bad. It is. It's stressful. Like they're winning, but in the most stressful ways. No, it's terrible. I hate it. And I will reserve judgment until I can see Trevor Reza and Taylor Horton Tucker make other terrible mistakes that frustrate me in new ways. I can't wait. Mm. Can't wait. THC's gonna come back and not be able to hit a single three. He hasn't shot. <laughs> like he hasn't been able to shoot with his shooting hand. Like it's gonna we're gonna like appreciate some of the defense, but offensively it might be rough. My From guy's gonna standpoint. like Yeah. Oh my god. Between him, Russ, and Mello, just like forgetting to look back at their guy after twelve seconds of staring at the ball, it's gonna be rough. And then Frank's going to have to be like, oh, I guess I can't play these guys together after 90 possessions. God, I'm so <laughs> frustrated with this team and they're five and three. And I know I'm not as like world is falling, I guess, with some of my analysis, but I just. God, these fucking assholes. I'm swear I'm going to call it this. It hasn't been that bad. It has. <laughs> yes. Tim. Tim. You can't tell me that like. The whole third quarter makes you want to, like, drink bleach. All of them. Every single one. <laughs> the Cavs won. I think they won. The, uh, one of these Rockets quarters. Congratulations. Really yeah. I hate it. It's the worst. It's not good. I, this team can be better with injuries. Fixing, you know, injury situation can be better. I want to point out that the offense is still playing pretty well, big picture. And when they're running the, I, I posted a tweet of, or a series of tweets with like, I think like 15, 14, 15 different like attacks, actions or sets or whatever that this team runs that work really well. And when they're doing any of those, pick anything from that menu, you're going to generally get good shots. You can't just randomly pick from the menu because some things on there only work against switching. Some things on there only work against drop coverage. So you have to, you know, no, you know, organize them. Here's the meat section. Here's the seafood section. Here are our salads. But when the team's going to those, they perform really well. And we saw that early fourth quarter, this most recent uh, Houston game. They ran four in a row, four of those north-south screens for LeBron. And then suddenly it's like, oh, LeBron's trying. Oh, LeBron was aggressive. No, LeBron got four north-south screens in a row and he kicked ass on them, scored every single time because that is an action that's really tough to guard. So, so use mm. it more. Um, they ran it four times in a row, didn't run it for the rest of the game. I can't believe they Alperen ran, Shingun uh, they, couldn't stop them. 
he scored on Christian no, Wood a couple times. I can't believe times. Christian Wood couldn't uh, stop them. It's gonna be it's gonna create an advantage. It may not be the results may not be as good as they were. It's not gonna be eight points and four possessions, but it's a good action. It is much better than a lot of it's what else. And action. A D LeBron North in <laughs> the thing is it's not like some super rigorous, like, you know, type of thing that these guys wouldn't want to do. It's just run a ball screen, just run it this way instead of that way. And you're gonna be so much better. So I, I'm encouraged by that. They just need to use it more. Um before the pod we were talking about the gaggle action. Yeah, that, that makes Lakers me want to fucking run. They've thrown this in the past. They just no, don't no. do it. Much. I actually like that one. Um, I'm just trying to neg t- everything. <laughs> no, you like that one. Um, this is the one where weak side, you've got three players. They set up kind of like in a staggered pin down situation, but the guy coming off the screen might curl off the first one. He might curl off the second one. He might just come off straight. If he curls off that first one and there's still two screeners there, then they'll screen for each other. We saw Austin mm-hmm. Reeves get a layup from this. Mello we get saw, a Mellow get a yeah it float into like a, a, a flare screen for Mellow once once we saw it just happening weak side as there was a Russ AD ball screen where AD got to the rim this was the play where they called a foul and then overturned it on replay but it's you know either it's generating good shots or it's some nice like window dressing like in football where it's like we you know we're only going to use one of these things either I'm going to attack strong side in our ball screen or we're going to hit some of these options weak side. But you as a defense have to defend all of them. And that means you can't just load up against a Russ AD ball screen. You have to respect the other options. So that to me is, it's smart. It's 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 being able to attack two sides of the court at the same time, engage five defenders, and not not let the defense you know play smart basketball against you. So I like it. They ran that, uh, shoot, what was it? They ran that, I think, three or four times? In, no, three times in the first quarter, three times in the fourth quarter, all very clustered together, and like they went 26 minutes in between without running it, even though they were very successful on it. So that is another good thing that they were really good at. They just you know went almost 30 minutes without using it in a row for the game. And then they ran one split cut. Very happy about that. And that generated a nice shot. Melo drew two guys. DeAndre Jordan was out wide open on the split. Uh, I forget who was passing, but they made the wrong read. Um, but it still resulted in a wide-open Russell Westbrook shot at the rim. So, like, this stuff works. The good plays work. The pl- and yeah. we just need to see them call more good plays. They This beginning of that fourth quarter for, I think it was like nine half-court possessions in a row, they called good plays, and they had crazy amount of success and scored like 1.6 points per possession. Against who? So if they just do if Against the Rockets, but it's... The thing is, throw the results out. This will be more effective basketball than what else the Lakers do. Like, LeBron in these three sets of actions was stupid efficient. And then for the rest of the fourth quarter, when he was posting up and he was isolating and all that stuff, he was not efficient. He, like, LeBron taking over the game has looked like him in these smart offensive sets. It makes everybody look better. It makes Russ look better. It makes AD look better. It makes these shooters look better. They just need to go to it more. And this is my, like, if they can get three or four of these stretches a game where they, for 10 plays in a row, they just run good offense, they're going to be a really good offensive team. If they can do it more than that, they're going to be an elite offensive if, team. If, 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 you know, if we ran more than two plays in 30 minutes, I might feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Do you play, um, you, have you played Madden at all? I had the dabble, but no, not really. Played? Okay. When you in the, the past couple games, when you're picking through plays, it'll tell you you've run this, I don't know, ten times and you average eight yards per play or whatever. This one twenty yards a play, or this one minus two yards a play. In a way where as you're like you play more and more games, it's like, oh, this play works, that play doesn't work. Either for me or for my team's personnel, or maybe like I, you know, I read flood concepts well, but I don't read horizontal stretches well, what, or, or vertical, yeah, horizontal stretches well with four verts. Whatever it happens to be, you can refine your play calling because you know what works better. If the Lakers can just refine their play calling a little bit, or just have somebody, I, I, I don't know, a lot of teams I work with, if the opposing team misses a shot, you run and you go and you attack and you know, maybe run a ball screen or something if you don't get anything. If the other team makes a shot, we're going to go down and we're going to run a set. Just that sort of like some sort of rule or principle where they focus on doing these things is all it really takes because the, the pieces are there. This team, even with the spacing challenges, they're running the right stuff to take advantage of that and counter that. And I, I don't know. I'm, 
higher on this team than I think you are because I, I know that they have the right answers. They just need to use them more. And we're only seven games into the season or eight games into the season. So there's so much time for them to just be like, oh, you know what? Every time we run a split cut, it seems to work. Yeah, <laughs> Fucking go figure. I think I'm I think ultimately where I land is I still think this team will win 50 games uh, in the regular season. I think they'll be pretty good. I am significantly lower on our playoff ceiling. Um, and as of right now, I think that's a fair assessment. And I know that the Lakers are missing a significant, well, 30% of what might be their regular rotation, uh, in several guys, but I don't think this team looks like this in four months. I really don't. I think they no, look I mean, like half of them are traded might be a trade or a buyout signing. Yeah. I, I think there will be roster moves. I, if there's a good buyout big on the market or a good buyout wing, this is going to be a premier location for them. And there are multiple players in the rotation now that won't be in the rotation once other Tim, guys are have you ever heard of someone called Alex Caruso? I have heard of Alex Caruso. You know, I was watching that Boston collapse against the Bulls the other night. And Alex Caruso is out there. Fucking guarding Jalen Brown. Doing pretty good, too. Not an assignment he had on the Lakers, right? Not generally an yeah. assignment he was given. And, uh, mm. you know, again, he's really good. I'm not saying it's because of the rules, but he is nasty. He's always been a tough nose point of attack defender. Kill me. He's defended shooting guard, I'm sorry, small forwards more frequently than almost every single Laker player on the roster, other than Carmelo Man- Anthony. It, like, if this team needed a wing defender, Caruso could have done that. BRB, I'm going to go cry. I'm, ex- like, it's it's already unforgivable. It was, this the two minutes after was announced, we were on Green Room, and just, like, why? Why? Genie. I will vend yeah. you. Give me the digits. Let's go. <laughs> Let's can we can we go fund me? Can we kidnap him? Tim, I need solutions. You need you to draw I, I me a we're, play up. We're bro. stuck at this point. Like Ocean's Eleven style. <laughs> like, can we shave Reeves's head? I, and Alice Caruso and like, bot- like, so I love Reeves. And imagine, God damn it, we could have had Reeves and Caruso. Mm, um. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is this is where my headspace is at right now because and it's yes, eleven new players, whatever, no continuity. This is how basketball works. This is the preseason. The preseason is pickup, for lack of a better word. And I get it. I I hate it. It's my take. I hate it. Just lean into it. This is the Lakers exceptionalism podcast. Huh? We're, they're, we're, they're gonna I hate the out. team and they're going to win the championship. Let's go. All right, Tim. I don't have a fun? ton, obviously, this week. I'm a little all in my feelings, but um, I don't know. Do you have anything else that stood out to you? Unless since the last week where we potted. Uh, I'm going to be out of town next week. I'm down to record. I'll probably just hop on my phone. Uh, if y'all, you know, won't mind the drop in quality. Uh, it shouldn't be too bad, but... Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm up to my ears with this team, and it's been eight games. Mm. Yeah, it's they've they've been challenging to watch. There's there's a, the, I think the good thing is there's a lot coming up ahead that should help them out from a roster standpoint with guys getting healthy. I, I think it really well, will help a good. They've bit. been at home. I don't know. They've we'll, had we'll a soft see. We'll, schedule. We'll, you know, uh, so that's kind of the other side of the the the, the spectrum. As far as, uh, you know, mm-hmm. them dealing with some of these injuries, but woof. <laughs> it's all right. They'll, 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 they might figure it out. And if they do or if they don't, we'll be yeah. here to explain it. And I'm glad it down. that you feel better about um, them than me because I see DeAndre Jordan. Uh, you know what? Going to start in three days and I'm going to, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Tom's gonna Tom's gonna go on a short vacation. I'm actually not kidding. Like it's so I I have not <laughs> yelled at my TV more this season about the Lakers since like I was yelling at D'Angelo Russell. Mm. Like it's it's so frustrating to watch. 
it, yeah. because it's so clearly so many things that just clearly don't work. Split cuts work, and That's we're fair. starting to That's see fair. split cuts though, and and you know so that gives inspiration to me and. It, we've got us a little special something to include at the end of this podcast that hopefully will provide some inspiration. I want to see Frank well. Vogel star practice and Le, and like LeBron's up, you know, looking down and he's got the the game master f- mask on from Squid Game, and they're just like <laughs> pretend playing out the Squid Game ending that LeBron would have written, and Le, and and Frank's like, <laughs> you miss a rotation and you die. Like, guess what? Do you tag the roll man or do literally fucking nothing? And like credit to Mello. Mello's looked better. He's doing he's trying. But, you know, I don't know. Like Taylor Horton Tucker's over there. He's like, do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Mello's even been. Yeah, he has. He has. He's reading screens ahead of time and he's pointing at people and saying, hey, you re- hey, you, remember you go play guy. defense go right there. Tag this roller. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm no, kidding. No, 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 but he's I know. Mello has looked he's, better. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I I agree. And it's been like a handful of really impressive plays. A lot of eh, and then still a number of like really bad, disappointing. Like, how did you make that mistake? Or you know, that was clearly your rotation sorts of play. So it's some good with some bad, but the fact that we have some good in the mix now is encouraging. To the me. spoiler alert is Austin Reeves wins that squid game. That's ooh. I would watch that. I just like that's yeah. Get this some minutes. Austin Reeves, you know, first on the team and in, in uh, what was it plus uh, differential? But you know, on off mellow. Second on the team, Austin Reeves. What is happening? <laughs> Don't worry, Tommy. At least the team's getting to the free throw line. Oh, oh wait. <sighs> Never mind. They're getting to the rim. They're just not getting to the free throw line. They have the what third lowest, fourth lowest two point. Yeah, free throw in rate a league of, of any like, team in the league. rapidly regressing free throw rates, they're one of the worst. Yeah, they are getting to the room a lot, which is encouraging. That's, hope that's so. a good sign for this team. If this team is not getting to the room a lot, they're in big, big trouble because they have a number of players on this team just geared towards getting to the room. Right. So that's something we'll see. I, I think we're going to see that correct over time. Though some of it may, as we were talking before the pod, it may have to do with the fact that like a lot of the Lakers shots at the rim are from their stars who are used to you know getting some of those sure. star foul calls that... Sure. Maybe they're not getting right now. No, Russ has we'll looked see. really good at the rim. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, we talked up Schroeder a lot last year, and he did a little bit, but he did not succeed in the ways I think we both thought he could uh, at the rim. And seeing a guy just just put pressure on the rim constantly, even without literally any advantage, just bodying a, a smaller point and just getting there and scooping yep. it over his dome is it's kind of fun to watch. I, I have enjoyed Russ this last week. He, yeah, the physicality he's shown without fouling is similar to some just great post players where they just give you a little bump and then they're going to get a, mm-hmm. a hook shot in. Enough of a bump to back you up and keep you off balance and keep you from blocking their shot, but not enough to like draw a foul. And Russ is like the guard version of that. So that's been really encouraging. I want to give him props too on the defensive end. He's done a really, really good job being the low man weak side and, and tagging rollers or trapping the box and ro- rotating over to stop drives. He's been a really solid rotational defender in a way that's, you know, he's he's clearly engaged in trying and doing a really he good is, job there. Yeah. I, I mean, I always knew, like I kind of tried to go the other way in the offseason when people would talk about like, oh man, Russ is on the Lakers. So now, you know, down three with 40 seconds, he's going to jack up three. Like, no, I never really expected that um, kind of him. I, I think the reality of playing with LeBron has changed his game as what we've described has happened to every LeBron teammate in the history. Um, him being able to help them carve up their game, as far as what goes, what stays, what I want you to do around me and putting Russ in those better positions to be Russ has helped the team's offense. Um, and he, he's not 
unplayable on defense. But he'll he gets lost and gives up easy buckets and you know, they're just like what they're Right now, they're like a middle of the pack offense. I looked just now, they were like 14th, and they're a bad defense. So, that's not a playoff. I guess they're, they, I guess they got better probably because of that first Rockets game because now they are what eight ninth in the league at uh 107.2 defensive rating outside of garbage time. I don't know. I need to go. I need mean, we'll to do something that involves crying into a pillow. All right, well, best of luck. Thanks, with buddy. That. I appreciate you trying to, you know, cheer me up, but you know, Austin, Austin Reeves. Reeves Austin Reeves came Austin on our Reeves. podcast. We he talked did. to him in front of the pod. That was pretty cool. You should go listen to it, everybody. It's evergreen, after all. It's not like we asked him, mm-hmm. you know. How about that one play against Phoenix? Yeah. Oh, he did have a really good story about that one time he in did. practice. He, he did. That AD, was a great so go story. Check that out if you haven't already. I feel like it would be the same if I ever played against Anthony Davis. Like, whoa, you're here? You were just there? <laughs> All right, Tim, let's wrap this up. I'm sorry, everybody. If you're uh, not digging my negative Nelly vibes, I just had to get that out. I feel better already. So, hey, play the Thunder tomorrow. Yeah, today, what could go wrong? Depending on when folks are yeah. listening to this, yeah. What could beat go the wrong? Spread. Good teams win, great teams beat the spread. Bat the thunder. Cover. Okay, thank you so much for listening to the pod. If you want or care, you should leave us a five-star review, DM Tim and I a screenshot of it, and we will give you access to the Lakers Discord. As always, uh, visit patreon.com slash cranjus. If you are feeling generous and uh, appreciative of our content, want to continue supporting Tim and I, um, other than that, Tim, I don't know. I got nothing else, man. Anything you got this week? No, just in, enjoy the what's about to come t- through your ears. And we'll, we'll see you next time. Wow. Phrasing. Talk to you all later. In Los Angeles, where skin, when excess meets homes, here's what they say. When the screen hits a punk and it frees up a monk, that's a split cut. When the switch opens cuts like you've stepped on toy trucks, that's a split cut. Threes will ring, ting-a-ling-a-ling, ting-a-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing, stay Carmelo. Eyes will read tippy tippy tay, tippy tippy tay, find a wide open fella. When the stars eye so low and there's no help to show, that's a split cut. When you dance in the post with the space for the most, you're in love. When you score in a dream, but you know you're not dreaming, signore. Help on me and you'll pay back in our old LA when we split cut. When Dwight comes like a train and we free up on Wayne, that's a split cut. When the big starts to slip Cause the switch is equipped That's a split cut Threes will ring Ting-a-ling-a-ling Ting-a-ling-a-ling And you'll sing Stay Carmelo Eyes will read Tippy-tippy-tay Tippy-tippy-tay Find the wide open fella On a layup When Makes you pay when you ball Watch today, that's a split cut When you're done, help the post Out of fear, you'll be toast You're so screwed When you score in a
a dream, but you're not dreaming, Signore. Help on me and you'll pay back in our old LA, that's a split cut. A split cut.